Dead air. You Dead said air. you were going to put on that, that play button and sing a song. So I was waiting for her to follow your lead. Oh, well, I asked you what song I should sing for opening music. And you said, whatever comes into your heart. I, nothing ever comes into my heart. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to podcast number 23. My name is Sam Brady. I am one of the co-cats of this here podcast, this very podcast called Podcat Podcast. And with me, <laughs> I'm just, I feel like I'm listening to a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> with me is my co-cat, Veronica. Hello, it's me, plain and simple. How are you doing today, Veronica? I'm doing well, thank you. Mm-hmm. This is your backup show to be recording tonight. Because yeah. you were scheduled to record an episode of Cthulhu Friends. I had to fall through at the last minute. I did. Uh, I record. I recorded one. We were supposed to do two, but we had some stuff come up that uh, prevented us from doing another episode. So here, gotcha. Here I am. Well, we're so glad we can have you tonight. Your eyes look very sparkly. You got a lot of makeup on. <laughs> I have a lot of makeup on. It's very pretty. I like your eyes. I really like, um, I like sparkles. Yeah. Yeah, so you are a very sparkly person. I, I don't know that the internet knows that about you, but they should. But it's true. Well, I like to shine. All right, so tell me a thing, Veronica. Ooh, hmm. I've been thinking about, um, a lot about what my boy. You are just putting that glass down so slowly. I. <laughs> Couldn't I couldn't even think it was so slow. <laughs> I have a personality made <laughs> No, I was gonna mix through the old expression. I have a face made for radio. <laughs> really I have a personality made for board games. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, there's a good one, actually. Um what's your favorite board game, Sam? Ooh. Monopoly, isn't it? I like Monopoly. I'm so sad that you, we won't play it. We can't play it again. And I do apologize. I was absolutely in the wrong that time. Um, and I'm very embarrassed that that, that showed out that way. You we, don't remember? We played Monopoly together? I'm so glad you don't remember. Let's play Monopoly sometime. I promise to be on my best behavior. Tell me that we've played Monopoly together. We have played Monopoly together. What happened? I This is news to I me. I was a little bit rude. And you said that you could never, we would not play Monopoly again. That doesn't sound like me. You, that doesn't sound like you? <laughs> we have a bad experience doing something and you say, this is stricken from our relationship and this this sort of experience doesn't happen again. I mean, it sounds like a goof I'd make, but not something I'd sincerely oh, say. okay. Because I tried to play Monopoly with you and you said, nope, not after that time. Well, what what, what did you do that was so <laughs> heinous? It's fine. Let's let the listener decide what they think I they well, did. Why don't you go get that Monopoly game and we'll play it right now. You want to play a Monopoly live on podcast? A four-hour game in which you ruin your opponent <laughs> for this particular Well, one. we could play a 20-minute game. We should play hand and foot live if we're going to play a game live, I say. I want to know what the hell you did to me. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do to me we that was playing... so bad that I sh not okay. only struck it from our relationship, but from my memory? I can tell you, but can you, can you please bear in mind as I say this, that I do sincerely hope to have Monopoly as a part of our experience again. I want to have moved on from this. And I'm not asking you to forgive me if I tell you, but I hope that you will 
keep it in your heart that I would like to work towards the place where you can trust me at Monopoly again. Okay. Do you remember when we played Monopoly with Lily and Ruth? With who? My sister, Lily. Okay. And I was kind of a little rude because what I was kind of trying to do as a goof, but did not come off as a goof in the in the room. It was really, and I and I kept leaning into it even though it was bad. Was the the goof that oh, you are taking advantage of this ten year old in this game? You don't remember this? I was I was d- doing You're that. You were saying that I was, I was like, taking advantage. Veronica, of how dare you make these terrible deals? She's ten years old. The goof I was making is that you are like uh, taking her to the cleaners, hustling her. And it didn't go off well the first time. It would have been fine if it was one time. But I really leaned into that goof. I think a little bit out of nervousness for some reason. And like you were, you were kind of mad. And um, and I was I was being very embarrassing. This was one of the first times we were with uh, my side of the in laws. No memory of this. <laughs> we, this happens all the time, and I'm telling you about a thing that ha- happened to us, and you just look at me blank face. Huh. Well, I guess it wasn't that important to me. Okay, so we can so play Monopoly again sometime. Monopoly is back in. Yay! Oh, <laughs> listener, I'm so thrilled, because I do really like Monopoly, and I'm excited that we get to play it again. I won't make stupid goofs, and, well, you can't promise that, because everyone makes stupid goofs. When I make stupid goofs that are hurtful to people in the room, I will try my best not to lean into them and try to direct my nervous energy elsewhere. Okay. Uh, I always want to be the top hat. Top hat is good. I kind of like being the shoe for some reason. <laughs> There's some folksy charm to me for being the shoe. I also like being the, the thimble. I don't think we're very Monopoly compatible, Veronica. <laughs> well, all I'm thinking is, I don't know why in my life, I've got a scratchy, itchy nose. Hold yeah. on just a sec. Ugh. Ugh. <sighs> you know when your nose is really itchy, and then you scratch it, and then you're you're not even around anything that you can look at, and so you're just terrified that you've got a thousand boogers hanging from your nose. <laughs> That's what I'm going through right now. <laughs> you look great. Um, what what I what I'm thinking is that <laughs> why have I not just brought in my own fucking tokens to this? Yeah. Like, why, why am not? I not using a D and D mini? Exactly. Yeah, you could. You Guess could be what? A I'm now the ogre. <laughs> You're the ogre, and I'll play. Glad it's just not me anymore. <laughs> Can I tell the listener? Our conversation immediately before pressing record on the podcast today. What was it? It was you being like, oh, you know, we've recorded so many half episodes where we get interrupted, and it's too bad we could never release them, because I don't know where the files are on my computer, and it's crazy that they're just lost forever, huh? That <laughs> like, was a goof! Oh, was it? <laughs> I know how to use a computer. You had me convinced. And I said, do know. Veronica, I found files you've hidden before on your computer. You searched for the word podcast. <laughs> and you said, oh, yeah, totally, of course. I knew that. So we can release those episodes. Oh, that's great. We've got so many things we can release. Sam, you beautiful creature of science and magic. <laughs> I am not an idiot. <laughs> I am not a dumb. <laughs> I don't believe that you are. You're the strongest, smartest person I know. Oh, but I think it's very cute that you did not think I knew how to find a file on, <laughs> on a computer. Well, 
you kept that gift going for a little while. Did I monopoly it? You monopoly it. Uh-huh. I, that's now a phrase. I monopolied that goof. <laughs> that's when you take it too far. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, that's that's the new phrase. And also what this episode should be called. <laughs> Monopolying it. <laughs> uh, well, that was fun. Yeah, totally. So, um, yeah, you love Monopoly. Are there other board games that you like? Oh, sure. Yeah. I don't feel like I've played a ton of board games as much as I like them. I played a bunch of Risk when I was a, a kid. I uh, played, um, uh, what, wow, what is that resource trading game where you have the hexadog ones? Settlers of Catan. Oh. Or Catan. Uh, I played that a bit. Um, I, I would like to play more board games. I played a lot of weird, obscure board games and card games when I was really little. That my grandpa, my uh, my grandpa got um, some from like France and Germany, all these places, places he's lived, and I saw one of them at my sister's wedding the other day. It was a card game that I used to play all the time, and I was obsessed with. And I was, it was such a rush seeing it. I didn't remember it until I saw it then. Like, I totally forgot about it. Mm-hmm. But I loved this game, and I knew it inside out, forwards and backwards, and I had strategies about it. But I couldn't play it at the wedding because it's in French, and no one speaks French. But I just knew the rules because me and my grandpa played it all the time when I was a little kid. And uh, so my family speaks French. So I, I, I uh, played this game all the time. And it was so, it was so frustrating having it so close but so far. So I played a lot of really weird games. Um, I haven't played a lot of nerdy board games, which I'd love to do. I'd love to play like Arkham Horror and, you know, just just like great I, shit like I've that. i Arkham Horror in the closet. I know. I, I, I'd like to play some... Oh, I love Dead of Winter. Dead of Winter's my favorites to play people. Yeah. But I like Resistance. Resistance <gasps> is really good. Resistance. I like... Is it Nightmare? Nightmare? The one with the raven and the tokens. Oh, um... I can't remember. Uh, okay, the one where you're either alive and you're trying to kill people with, like, dark magic or trying to stay alive with light magic or you're a raven and you're trying to kill everyone. Uh, I'm sure some listeners know what that game is. I like that one a lot. Um, that one's here too yeah mm-hmm. so i love board games i'd like to play more i have not played nearly enough how about you never more that's never what more. it's called never more. um yeah i also enjoy a good board game every now and then you know when i was a kid i thought that expanding your board games was like going from monopoly to getting some crazy weird ass christian game <laughs> and when you were talking about this uh, game in french it reminded me of this game that i loved because i dominated at it with um like you had this little board and there were these tiles that had scriptures on them <laughs> <laughs> and if you could like um if if you had memorized it or like there was a clue to what scripture it was or memory verse or something. And then like your opponent would read it out loud. And then if you got it, you got to move forward on the board or something, but it was all like Bible memory verses. Mm. And, um, it was pretty good at it except for fruits of the fucking spirit. <laughs> you had people tweet you about that. I a did. Lot. I yeah. did. I had to, you know, someone was like, yeah, I, I totally remember the fruits of the spirit. Thanks a lot for reminding me. <laughs> and I was just like, man, what are they? And I had to look it up on Google. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I was really good at that game for some reason. And I really liked it because it was also very colorful, mm-hmm. which I'm sure someone sold it to my grandmother for a very, very pretty penny. Because <laughs> they probably made 12 of them. <laughs> 
sounds good. There are a lot of novelty uh, uh, board game shops in Utah, like right around where, where oh, I yeah, lived yeah. and where my parents lived. Tons and tons of them. And they're actually pretty fun shops to go into. Well, don't you have that um, that mandatory family night? That's right. So that family makes a lot thing. of sense. And it's really strongly encouraged that a strong focus of that is like games or something where it's not like I've got a specific lesson or agenda but just sort of, you're supposed to organically let the like, night happen because every other night is so strictly regimented that that night's supposed to feel a lot more just organic. You know, I just think in culture, in the American culture in general, I think that more families should game together. Family Home Evening is a, is a great concept for sure. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. something I, I don't mind kind of carrying with me in my life. It, although I don't think it's it's going to be nearly as mandatory if I do it, but I just try to make games happen with people. That they hang out with them in, in that sort of fashion. Yeah, no, I think it's a good idea. I mean, not all things that come from religion are bad. Sure, no, no, no. Some people actually have really great ideas that they enforce on others. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, what else? I've been enjoying how I've um, used podcast as a lot more therapy lately. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to tell... have Going from just being kind of coyly, not really talking about anything with the podcast listener, to being like... You need to listen to everything, including the time I'm embarrassed about from when I'm 12. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, so I got free tickets to Six Flags. I have two free tickets to Six Flags. Oh, cool. Flags. I've never been. Would you like to go to Fright Fest with me, Sam? I would love to go to Fright Fest. Yay! I will probably get kind of scared. Sam, have we met? <laughs> I will be terrified. So You really spooked me today, by the way. Oh, yeah. I feel like there's like two or three times where you've really gotched me, where it takes me a second to calm down. Today was one of them. You were very mad. I was, well, I was really just balls deep into this test that I was not, I did, the moment felt like I was not doing well at. And I I was like an hour three going on hour four, where my mind is just numb and I'm in it and I'm just so focused. And then she bangs on the window with the blinds down to kill this fly. So the the blind shake and I'm like, I'm like, um, Two feet from the blinds. If that. And it really startled me and like my heart was pounding because I was just so stressed. <laughs> it took me a long time to calm down. Yeah. I, I I can say that's one of the few times in our relationship where I have like legitimately thought like, geez, what the fuck is his problem? <laughs> <laughs> like it was very funny. I'm stressed from that test. But also, you know how much I hate flies in general. Yeah, you really God. They make me so mad. And, like, they've been really bad recently because I think there's something gross in the trash can that needs to be sprayed out. Okay. That could be. Yeah. Because, like, every time we open the damn door in the garage, the kids leave the damn door open all the time. Mm-hmm. And there's always new flies. And it makes me so mad. Like, I saw one fly in today. And the kids are like, just, what? I'm like, shut the door. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> yeah. The door! <laughs> Makes me so mad. When I was a kid, my mom used to bellow at me for leaving the door open. Uh And she would just be like, Veronica Bay, this is not a barn. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. (laughs) I didn't think it was a barn. I thought it was a house. (laughs) I was just very confused that that's what she always said to me. Uh But I don't know. And now I get it. Now, <laughs> my children are punishing me tenfold. Uh, tenfold. There's a Calvin and Hobbes about that, where Calvin's mom it was really rebellious as a kid. Mm. And her grandma says, 
You're gonna get that. You're gonna get it. You're gonna get it back to you. Yeah. Well, the other kid is Calvin. <laughs> I need to text my mom and say to her, "Remember how I used to always leave the door open and you used to yell at me? Now my children do it to me, and I have two children, <laughs> so it's worse." <laughs> so that's that. Anything else going on with you? Uh, stressful work. That's it. Yeah. But I, I'll probably never talk about work. Work legitimately i see uh, on podcast but work is stressful gotcha i feel like i am uh constantly working um i'm trying to uh start a new department and uh it's very time consuming because not only do i have to think of the finances but also um just kind of conceptually get the whole entire project off of the ground and so uh, so, so it's been very, very challenging, but also very fun. It's, it's right up my alley. I've really enjoyed, uh, everything that I'm doing a lot. It's just that I work a lot. Like this week in particular, mm-hmm. um, there were two or three nights that we didn't see each other until about 30 minutes before I went to bed just yeah. because it's kind of how the chips fell. Yeah. Yeah. So. Busy, busy week. And then, and then I think those are particularly hard um, when it's a, it's a hard week at work, it's a hard week at school, and then, you know, I have consecutive nights of recording podcasts, you know, that can be uh, pretty trying. Sure. But I love everything that I do, so. Yeah. <laughs> You're for sure the woman for the job. Yeah. And I think the Ministry of Magic is a great department, and that it's going to Truly do it good is. things. It's really going to make the world a better place. Yeah. If I can just get it off the ground. For sure. Yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> What's her name? I cannot remember. Janice. Janice. Janice is delightful. She's really great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's you very well written. You can't see it, but I'm totally shaking my head like her. <laughs> if you don't know who Janice the Muppet is. Look it up. Look it up. She's really great. She's especially fond of the new Muppets iteration. Oh, I wonder if she's Janice or Janet. Now, I think it's I Janice. I think it's Janice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so, too. Sam the Eagle has a crush on her, the newest the Muppets. Yeah. Well, the newest and oldest her. It's gone now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just so upsetting. That was not a bad show. No, it, it, it was good. It really was not bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. It was a fun show to watch with the whole family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wish that it had just gone to uh, to Hulu or some other... Sure. Like, that would be an excellent straight to Netflix. Yeah, I think it would be great. I, I don't know what their problem is. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So. I also think they have a little bit more freedom in that medium. Mm-hmm. Straight to Netflix. I think that'd be good for them. You know, I'm going to write a letter to Kermit the Frog and tell him to get right on that. <laughs> he should. He got verified on Twitter recently. He's with the blue check mark next to him. Did he? Showing that he's a real person. Which is slightly controversial. <laughs> that is. He's cause... one of a couple of, of, of real people on Twitter who are... Like Donald with Trump? Because I believe... What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually agree with him being verified as a real person on Twitter. I don't disagree with that. Well, yeah, sure. He's had a singular voice that's been consistent over years. And it's not, there's never two people speaking as him with the way he's written. I, I agree with that. Well, I mean, isn't Hillary Clinton verified as a real person? Yet many people control her Twitter. Well, right? if it's slash H, it's her. Is what yeah, I know. But, I know. But yeah, I hear, I hear what you're you know saying. What I mean. Yeah. 
I'm not. I'm not opposed to uh, multiple people being on Kermit the Frog's Twitter and and taking over that because anyone on the writing staff, I would be absolutely fine with that. Yeah, that's not ex- exactly how I mean. I'm being a little inarticulate. I mean that like Kermit has commented on our contemporary life, but always from a singular point of view, never from like yeah. several different angles or. No, I know. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, I mean on, on and off of Twitter. Well. My computer likes to... Go to sleep. Go to sleep. And it's telling us that we're being boring. It's like, hey guys, you haven't moved the mouse in a little bit. You guys, get on that's that. enough of the Muppets. <laughs> What's your favorite Muppet? Who's your favorite Muppet? My favorite Muppet? Yeah. Do you like the Muppets? Uh, probably Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy's great. She's, yeah. She's really she excellent. She is so high class. Uh-huh. <laughs> I enjoy a profoundly... A character who is unashamedly selfish in some yeah, ways and, and that she is it's, it's really fun uh i like miss piggy a lot uh-huh her um assistant in the new Muppets, deadly was yes like the, the highlight of the new relaunch muppets deadly I is agree. great every iteration of De- deadly is kind of fun just because I, I don't know he's just got this really fun energy about him but my favorite iteration of him is in the newest muppets where he's yeah kind of the most harmless and kind of the most try hard about a lot of things yeah. and kind of the most present i loved it when uh, miss piggy was like i don't have a friend in the world no one to care about me and he's like you don't have anyone that cares <laughs> about you more than themselves <laughs> he's also a lot more girly i feel like in this iteration and that was fun too yeah, i enjoyed I that agree. yeah i love him as a stylist and assistant yeah it exactly gorgeous and he always was like a uh, had a high fashion sense but the way that played out this time was really fun it was a i almost want to say it was very tim kane but that's not him <laughs> <laughs> but you know who i'm talking about tim something oh i know who you mean from designer yeah yeah so and so do the do the thing I, yeah i've never watched an episode of i it. cannot do his voice but i know exactly who yeah. you mean tim kane <laughs> <laughs> that's it <laughs> What if, it is, what if his name is Tim Kane, but it, it's not spelled with a K? No, I don't. It is not. <laughs> well. No, no way, no way. Tim Gunn. That's his Tim name. Gunn. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah, totally. Ugh, that was, that was exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we were both a little slap happy and loopy from today. Who was your favorite school. Muppet as a child? Ooh, I always really loved Gonzo. A lot. Gonzo. I like he was uh, not very present in the in the new. No, and I really wasn't always feeling it in this. No. I feel like he's kind of inconsistent. He was way too into his lady. And and so inconsistently so. And yeah. that, both of those things did not really feel like him. Yeah. He's, he's a character who's always true to himself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He should be there, but just kind of like off, off to his own beat, doing random stuff. Um, so I always, I've always really loved Gonzo. I feel like uh, he's very an inspirational character. And he's he's really fun, and he makes you feel so comfortable in your own skin, which I, I think is is truly fun. I like his friendship with Rizzo and with some of the other ones. I think they've got a really great friendship. Um, I like some of the other uh, secondary characters that names are going to escape me if I'm put right on the spot. There's a bunch of the little characters that are not quite characters, but you see them all the time mm-hmm. that I really get a kick out of. That's fun. Um, when I was a kid, I did not like really the Muppets or anything like that, but I uh-huh. really loved the Muppet Babies. Oh yeah, yeah. I watched that show a lot too. I, loved I watched that show it. a ton. I loved it too. Um, and I always really liked Fozzie Bear a lot. Fozzie's great. And, uh, he was pretty funny in this one too, but 
Yeah, not my favorite. Th- this time it was all it was all about Miss Piggy for me. Oh yeah, and she was fantastic. In she this one. was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um. Hmm. Well, highly illogical lunch on Wednesday. That was really fun. Oh yeah. I was sick of it not being out there. I know that it's kind of flawed and it could have used some polish, but I just needed it to be exist in someone else's mind other than my own and. That has been achieved for me in spades. I've been really thrilled with the response. So thank you, people, for your kind remarks. Yeah, I was just telling Sam. Um, he <clears throat> was telling me about his numbers today. Just like, you know, oh, hey, the podcast has been downloaded X amount of times. And I was like, Sam, that is amazing. <laughs> because I remember when I released my first podcast and I was so excited when I got like 20 listens. <laughs> When when three people that weren't related to us or friends with us had listened, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So we've been watching The Burbs. Yeah. I was convinced that we had seen all of it today. He was convinced we had seen all of it. We have seen... About thirty minutes of it. <laughs> but when I uh, when I have my Nyquil, I get really loopy, and my memory of the last night, whenever I bought Nyquil, is really shoddy. I've yeah, noticed. it was really funny though last night because I saw this tweet. We were leaving uh, leaving the grocery store, and I saw this tweet that he had made, like, "Oh, I watched The Burbs with Veronica. It's so good. She's seen the movie like so many times." And I was like, we haven't finished the burbs. You don't know anything about it. <laughs> and he was like, well, that part when he was on the grill. And I was like, yeah, that's like the beginning of the movie. <laughs> and he, no, but and I'm like, do you remember this part? And he goes, uh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we've only watched like two 15-minute increments <laughs> of this movie. <laughs> we should watch more of it because it's a fantastic movie. Sounds good. It's one of my favorites. I remember my granny. You love it. My granny got it for me on VHS, and uh-huh. I loved it. Uh-huh. It's kind of tongue in cheek in its energy, and it feels like it's winking at the audience so yeah. much in a way that's kind of fun. It, it's a perfect. It's a perfect movie. So <laughs> you love it so much. It's so good. The only thing that I don't like is um, Ray and his wife Carrie Fisher, who I can't remember what her name is. Oh yeah, uh, in the movie, but I don't like how they're like constantly arguing with each other about stuff that doesn't seem real. Yeah, like at all. And it feels like everything, <laughs> every bit of their relationship happens off screen, and we just hear about it after. Yeah, like oh, we had this conversation, but I'm not doing this and that and that. Like I can't picture you guys having that conversation. You don't have conversations. Although it is very cute that they actually play Jeopardy together. And oh they write yeah, out the and they write out the questions. That's so cute. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. But they have a very antagonistic marriage. Mm-hmm. They are, they are at ends. And so. he lies about like so much. Yeah. Like the fact that he still smokes, one, that she has no idea. That's yeah. a big lie. And that's a little bit suspension, susp- sus- suspension of disbelief on the part of the viewer. Because everyone knows that if you go outside and smoke a cigar at your friend's house... You're still going to smell like cigar when you yeah, come in. Yeah. It's in your hair. It's on your clothes. Totally. It's everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's, that's a bit silly. It's rough when he's questioned about where he's going. He's like, oh, well, maybe I'm going to Russia or maybe I'm going to China. Or maybe I'm just walking somewhere without having to explain myself every second. It's like, yeah. oh, boy. 
It's like, boy, this couple is this couple is headed for divorce. Yeah, and that's something that happens a ton with both of them. Where it's like, where are you going? To the bathroom. Are you happy? Yeah. Yeah. So strange. It makes me wonder. Like, it, was that the the culture of married America in 1989? Was everyone just like distraught with everyone else that they were married to? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Well, okay, so let's see. In the 70s, um, people were more like uh, accepting, or not even accepting, but it was a known thing that people were getting divorced. Uh-huh. And it was happening, and there was a, there was the beginning of a cultural shift uh-huh. to accepting divorce. And I wonder if the 80s was this cultural shift to, like, well, now we're talking about everyone has problems. Oh, we yeah. all have problems, okay? <laughs> They're the same for everybody. That could be. I was reading, I think, in Time the other day that um, folks these days are a little bit less understanding when people get divorced than they had been in the recent past, which is kind of surprising. But the strong, overwhelming perception is, why did you just not get married? You don't, you, you don't, they don't, they're not sympathetic to the idea that they were pressured into marriage. Mm. Um, sort of thing, which is an interesting shift that's happening a, a little bit. Not on like the giant scales you're talking about, but on a smaller yeah. scale there. I think that I would hold um, my children's generation to a little bit of a different standard simply because I think like, oh, but you had this, you, you should have waited yeah, longer. Exactly. You know? like, yeah. Why'd you get married so early? Uh-huh, uh-huh. You were only 30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, Sam, here, here we are at the, uh, the end of the half hour of podcast. Okay, let's make sure we save it so far where we know where it is. I will murder you. <laughs> <laughs> Monopoly. Da, 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 da. Monopoly. Da, 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 da. I'll be the hat. <laughs> I'll be the shoe. Free parking. <laughs> <laughs>